When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Orange and blue sunset in mile high here in Broncos country. Let's get ready to ride. Russ and the rest are gonna light up the sky. go the Denver Broncos coaching search is halfway done and they are rolling and so is the DNVR Broncos podcast we are rolling as well and welcome into the DNVR Broncos podcast I'm your host Zach Stevens joined by my guy Henry Chisholm we're back Henry we are so back (laughs) and as I uh, feel like I've said before uh I'm pretty excited about where this coaching search is right now. Mm. I think early on, I mean, it's easy to get excited about Jim Harbaugh or Sean Payton. Like, maybe you don't think they're the perfect candidates, but compared to most coaching searches, those are some pretty good candidates. Yep. At this point, though, I really think that this is just a totally wide open race. I, I Nothing would really surprise me at this point. I like that. Yeah. I like that. That's kind of juicy there, Henry. And this... Broncos podcast is brought to you by our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. The Broncos coaching search might be brought to them by Walmart, but this one is presented (laughs) by DraftKings Sportsbook. And if you use the code DNVR over at DraftKings Sportsbook, you will turn $5 into $200 in free bets by placing a $5 bet on any NFL wildcard game this weekend. And if that team wins, you get $200 in your account for new users. So that's the best way to get going. We got some tech Technical difficulties the first time we went on live on this show, but now we are live. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Hit us with a thumbs up if you're tuning in live. Hit us with a five-star review if you're tuning in on iTunes. Those really, really help us, and you all have been crushing it this week, so we can't thank you guys enough. And we're having some technical difficulties on the video side, but don't worry. We're (laughs) working on those right now. Until then, you can look at David Shaw, who the Broncos interviewed yesterday. Mm And Henry, I said his name, and a smile came on your face. I think there might be a reason why you have now opened up this search to just beyond Jim Harbaugh uh, and uh, Sean Payton. Is it because David Shaw? It uh, it doesn't hurt ah. because I don't know. There we go. Hey, now you us. can see us. I have no idea where he fits in. If, if we come out of this and the the ownership group says that they like him the best. I can't be too surprised. Like they all know him well. Yeah. They all have ties to Stanford. Like David Shaw has done some great things in the past. And we'll we'll get into all the details later, but if they say this is the guy, that wouldn't surprise me. 
if they say, no, actually, it's Sean Payton is our clear number one, and we still like him and Jim Harbaugh and Dan Quinn, and those are kind of the top three, and David Shaw's somewhere else, like, again, that wouldn't surprise me either. And so this really does feel like everything is starting to get jumbled up a little bit. Um, but I do think that David Shaw is is a pretty good candidate. Well, and that's a good thing, right? Yep. If If other guys are starting to jump in where you say, Oh, maybe there's not a clear one and two. Maybe there's someone mm-hmm. else that that's able to push. That would be a really good thing, especially because I think the clear one and twos in this are really good candidates and viewed like that, viewed as high-profile candidates around the NFL. Yep. So let's jump into David Shaw. And first, let's set a three-minute timer to break down exactly who David Shaw is Because like you said, Henry, I'm kind of with you. I think he could end up being a big-time player, maybe even get a second interview, be down to the final three or four. So let's jump into David Shaw. I'll start off. David Shaw, connections, connections, connections. That's where I start with David Shaw. He has connections all throughout this Broncos coaching search. He, of course, has connections with Kerry Walton Penner and Greg Penner. They both went and got their MBA at Stanford. He was the coach at Stanford. You look at Condoleezza Rice, also big-time connections to Stanford, not just working there, but also he's she works with recruits, has done that in the past. And then another big-time connection, Jim Harbaugh. David yep. Shaw coached with Jim Harbaugh at the University of San Diego for David Shaw's last season, or, or for Jim Harbaugh's last season at the University of San Diego. Then when Jim Harbaugh went to Stanford, He brought David Shaw over, not just brought him over, made him his offensive coordinator, was with him all four years at Stanford. They were together. And then once Jim Harbaugh left to go to the NFL, David Shaw took over the Stanford program and has really did a fantastic job at Stanford. In his time at Stanford, he was the coach for from 2011 till he retired in 2022. Shaw recorded a 96-54 and 50, 54 record, including three Pac-12 championships and a four Pac-12 Coach of the Year awards. Mm-hmm. David Shaw was able to win at a very high level at a very difficult place to, to win. Yep, and I think that that's really the the piece that people can forget is that, you know, b- before David Shaw took over, they had gone to eight bowl games since John Elway was there. Whew. That kind of puts things in perspective. Yeah. Like, that's a long time yeah. to only have that many bowl games. You know, Jim Harbaugh, he uh, he went to two bowl games in two years and really turned that program around. You know, it was 1-11 before he came in. But, you know, you look at the level of success that Harbaugh had. You look at Bill Walsh. You know, the early to mid-90s, at the end of his coaching career, he took over Stanford. 500 record. Dead 500 mm. record. And that is a really tough place to win, and it's only gotten tougher. You know, the, the, the way that the transfer portal works means that players are leaving schools more than ever before. Stanford can't replace them through the portal. You can't transfer into Stanford. Nope. There's like five guys in the transfer portal who qualify, and they still might choose to go somewhere else anyway. There's all sorts of those kinds of hurdles that Stanford has been facing. And at the end of the day, it does fall on David Shaw's feet that they have only won four games in each of the last four years. Haven't won more than four games in the last four years. Mm. But recruiting isn't a part of the NFL game. It just isn't. And David Shaw has been you know, rumored for head coaching jobs for, for a very long time, has turned down interviews for a very long time because he had a great job. He has a, a power five school that he's he, he was in the top 10 
in six of the 12 seasons he was there. I mean, why leave Palo Alto when you're the eighth highest paid head coach in the country ahead of Jim Harbaugh to take less money with an NFL job? And there's there's our three minutes right there. And it's a great question. And it's a really good point. A lot of people view some people, I should say, view Stanford as like the job. If you value things just beyond mm -hmm. pure football. And clearly David Shaw has mm -hmm. done that about just the type of people that you're working with and the impact that you can have beyond just football. But Henry, David, D David Shaw, since the news broke last night that they interviewed him yesterday, I get the feeling just from people's responses on social media and Twitter specifically that he may be the most polarizing candidate mm -hmm. in this. It's not Jim Harbaugh. It's not Sean Payton. I think it's him mm -hmm. because you see some people absolutely love him. Yep. And then you see some people say, look what he's done the past four years. Like you said, yep. Henry, the most wins he's had in the past four years is four. He did that yep. twice. And then the past two years, he's had three and nine records. Mm -hmm. So you have a bunch of people pointing at that and saying, are you kidding me? This yeah. guy who's really hasn't had any success. In fact, he's had only failures in the past mm -hmm. four years. You're going to bring him on. So let's break down kind of both sides of this argument. You touched on it, Henry. He started in 2011 and from 2011 till uh, 2018, David Shaw had a winning record every single year. In yeah. fact, in all but one in all but two of, or in all but three of those years, he got double digit wins. So he had mm -hmm. double digit wins five of those first eight years. The other years, 2014, he was eight and five. 2017, yep. he was nine and five. 2018, he was nine and four. And of course, went to bowl games in every mm -hmm. single one of those years. And in fact, he had a five and three record in bowl games as well. So yes. some people have questioned Jim Harbaugh. His, his ability to have success in the regular season at college and at the NFL level, but not being able to get over the hump and win that bowl game, not being able to get over the hump and win that Super Bowl. Uh, David Shaw, while he has not won like a championship, mm -hmm. five and three in bowl games, he's mm -hmm. been able to get over that hump. And what's Jim Harbaugh in bowl games? Like two and six? Something like that. So David Shaw, you can point to, he knows how to win the mm -hmm. you know semi-big game. Yeah, and it's not just the, the Cheez-It Bowl that they're playing in. He won two <laughs> Rose Bowls. Like again, and to do that, you have to win the, the Pac-12. So you have, to, you have to finish first in the Pac-12 North, win the Pac-12 championship game, and then you go play the number one team from the Big Ten in the Rose Bowl. That's a that's you would love to see college football playoff experience. You know, I think he had a year or two before that started up, and and one of those was a Rose Bowl championship season. Um, but there is just so much I think to like about what he brings to the table. Because again, you don't have to worry about recruiting. Um, what he's known for is being a good leader, which is what you're looking for. Yeah, he can build a, a great good staff. Leader. He's a CEO type. Yep. He's also, I mean, to be the head coach at Stanford. You have to be basically a genius. Yes. Like, if you think it's hard to get a contract approved by the CU Board of Regents, like, they're voting <laughs> against coaches here. Imagine yeah. the people who run Stanford. To be able to go in there and go through the interviews and, and have those conversations with the people who run the Stanford. Yeah. Stanford. You, you know who have those type of off? people are? Like, Condoleezza Rice. E exactly. <laughs> exactly. And again, that's part of why... You know, he resonates with Condoleezza yep. Rice, who is that kind of person, yep. with the, the Penners, who I think Greg Penner has one graduate degree from Stanford. Kerry Walton Penner has two graduate degrees from Stanford. It's something like that. Yep. They have some pretty deep ties, and they, I, they will know who a smart person is. And David Shaw is definitely one of them. Again, he's only 50. He, exactly. That, that's a big thing. It's and crazy. You know where he went to school? 
Stanford. Stanford. And he yeah. played wide receiver at Stanford as well. So, I mean, he is Stanford through and through. That probably mm-hmm. seemed like just an absolutely perfect hire when Stanford was able to make him the head oh, coach. Yeah. Especially, you go from Jim Harbaugh, who was mm-hmm. doing great things with that program, and then the offensive coordinator mm-hmm. is a former Stanford grad. That made so much sense. Yep. Uh, and so he had so much success when he took over. And one of the things I saw a lot of people say negatively about him was, mm-hmm. well, he did nothing after Jim Harbaugh left. Well, he took over the program after Jim Harbaugh <laughs> left. And then another thing was he did nothing after Andrew Luck left. And sure, did he benefit from having Andrew Luck mm-hmm. the first two years? He, he did. Uh, he, and he went 11-2 and two and 12-2 and two with Andrew Luck. But then Andrew Luck left, and uh, he went 11-3, and 8-5, and five, 12 and 2 and 10 and 3. So he was still able to have a ton of success after Andrew Luck left. So David Shaw, sticking with the positives right now, an mm-hmm. incredible leader. And yep. he's the CEO type that you bring in with an offensive mindset, an offensive mm-hmm. focus. So when he was at the University of uh, San Diego with Jim Harbaugh for one year, he was on the offensive side. Then, of mm-hmm. course, at Stanford, offensive side. So he's an offensive head coach. But, Henry, I imagine if the Broncos hire him, he's going to take that CEO type of approach, not be doing play calling. He's just going to be running the operation. Yeah, I think that that's most likely. You know, he, he did call plays at Stanford. And so you never know what exactly he sees his role as. Did he do it every single year? I couldn't figure that out. Okay. He did have the same offensive coordinator for a while. So I'd imagine that at least for these last five or six years he has. Um, but he just brings so much to the table. And I think it's worth remembering, like, he, he was the hot up-and-coming coach. You know, he, he has been at Stanford since he was 34. So while he hasn't yeah. had NFL experience since then, that's because... He's been at the same place. Like, he hasn't hit the market. You know, I think he'd be seen as a, a hotter name for these jobs if he'd been accepting interviews like Jim Harbaugh has. If, if he was doing an interview or two a year, people would be like, oh, yeah, David Shaw, when's he making the leap? But he's just flat out shut him down. You know, the, 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 the New York Giants were very interested in him a few years ago, and that's a great job. And he said, I have no interest. Again, why would you have interest? There is no rush. You're, you'd be the third or fourth highest paid head coach in the NFL with the salary he makes at Stanford. Things are going well. He still has, what, 20 years of coaching left in front of him. There's no reason to rush out of that job just to rush into a new job that that provides some some challenges that you might not really like. But again, looking back, he's, he's hired as a 34-year-old offensive coordinator, and he already has nine years of NFL experience. <laughs> Four years as an yeah. NFL quarterbacks coach. Like, that is... Those are very impressive things to be doing. And what he did at Stanford was very impressive too. And then he resigned in November because things had fallen off. And to me, I don't think winning is possible at Stanford anymore. Mm. Like the way things worked out. And so I'm I'm not really holding that against him. And I'm not saying he's my favorite candidate. Yeah. But I do think that when you're looking through all these guys, there really is a lot to like about what David Shaw could bring to the table. And again, like we talked yesterday, how surprised would you be if if one of these candidates turns out to be uh, an all-time great head coach? You know, David Shaw, you look at the background, you look at the fact he's only 50, the success he's had, like he he totally could be that guy. And and I, I like him a lot better than just taking a flyer on whatever hot offensive coordinator and just see what happens, you know? Yeah, and uh, you brought up a lot of good points there. And one that I want to start with is he's been he's had a lot of interest from the NFL for many years like you yes. said the giants were interested in him but it seemed like f- seven 
to five years ago, four years ago, it yep. seemed like every time there was a coaching job mm-hmm. that was open, every team, nearly every team, I should say, was reaching out to David Shaw yep. to, to gauge his interest. And like you said, he had a great job. Uh, he wanted to live at Stanford, work at Stanford, be work at his alma mater, and mm-hmm. succeed there. And he was doing that. So he consistently turned not just jobs down, but interviews down. We really haven't had that he hasn't had that sort of interest the past couple of years, mm-hmm. probably because Stanford has not been doing mm-hmm. well uh, as well. So that's one thing there. The interest from the NFL has cooled down. You're not seeing him talk to every team this cycle like he's now talking to the Broncos. Does that concern you at all? No. Like Again, first of all, we don't even know that he's not going to interview for other jobs. It's true. It's true. I, I, I think that he probably will. I think that sometimes there's kind of a group think with the interviews. And so as soon as one guy becomes a, a candidate, everybody else is like, wait, maybe this guy's the, the guy. Wait, David Shaw might actually want to go. Let's let's see what this guy has to say. You know, right, so right. I think that's part of it. And again, he hasn't hit the market in 16 years. And I think that if he had been willing to, to accept other interviews, you know, there would have been a bunch in 2017. There would have been a bunch in 2019. And maybe the fact that he shut all of them down in those two years kind of cooled off the NFL interest. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. I like that uh, that spin, do I call it? Sure. Or just, I mean, it could be spin. It could also be just exactly mm-hmm. what's happening. And I like hearing that side. Now let's let, let, let me throw some other things out there. And yeah. I actually think that pushing negatives about David Shaw could turn into a big positive for the Broncos. But first, I got to tell you about our friends over at Athletic Greens, where if you get Athletic Greens, it's the perfect way to start your morning. What you do is you take one scoop of Athletic Greens, keep it in the fridge, throw it in eight ounces of water, mix that up, pound it, and what you're getting to start your day off is 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you get your day started right. And the special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. And it's all less than a cup of coffee a day for all of those benefits. And they have over 5,000 seven, or 7,000 five-star reviews. So, so so many people like them, not just us. And on top of that, if you go to athleticgreens.com slash Broncos, you're going to get one free year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Like I said, we all use Athletic Greens here, and it really gets your day started on the right foot. So check them out, athleticgreens.com slash Broncos. And also head on over to denverhealthmedicalplan.org. Um, what they do is specialize in insurance for people who maybe just aged out of their parents' plan or don't have insurance offered through their employer. And they offer very affordable plans that provide great coverage for people in the Denver area. Um, All of their Elevate Exchange plans include adult dental and adult vision. Um, They offer lower monthly premiums than any plan currently available on the marketplace. They also added mental health benefits for your regular copay whole bunch of great perks, and you can hear about all of them if you call 303-602-4912, or you can go over to denverhealthmedicalplan.org. The current uh, enrollment window runs through, let's see, three days from now. So Friday, Saturday, Sunday, through Sunday. So you have until Sunday to sign up. Make sure you get over there right now. Call 303-602-4912 or denverhealthmedicalplan.org. There we go. And those are two ways to get your body right. Yes. And David Shaw 
is interesting mm -hmm. because we mentioned it. A connection with Jim Harbaugh in the past, not only at University of San Diego, but Harbaugh liked him enough not just to bring him over mm -hmm. to Stanford with him, to put to to promote him yeah. from University of San Diego. He promoted him to be his offensive coordinator. And Henry, here's the thing about mm -hmm. David Shaw. They met with Jim Harbaugh earlier this week, yep. a virtual interview, two hours long. But we didn't know about David Shaw's interview before they met with yep. Jim Harbaugh. Now, this is speculation, but what if Jim said, uh, well, what if we bring over David Shaw to be my offensive coordinator? And the Broncos mm -hmm. thought, well, why don't we just talk to David Shaw later this week <laughs> to potentially be their head yeah. coach? But also, what a nice fallback for him to be mm -hmm. the offensive coordinator for Jim Harbaugh in this. I would be, I think David Shaw as a head coach would, would be a very good hire. It'd be a very mm -hmm. solid hire. You'd be getting someone uh, as a CEO type that would come in, yep. command respect in this program, uh, in this organization would be stable for sure. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure how high the ceiling is. I'm not even saying that the, the mm -hmm. ceiling would be limited. But if you bring Jim Harbaugh in, and then David Shaw is his offensive coordinator. Oh, my goodness. I think that is a home run. That is the dream scenario. Jim Harbaugh has already been my my guy at head coach. If you bring David Shaw in, uh, maybe you keep uh, Coach E around, too. Yep. Wow. Now we are talking about an all-star coaching staff. And there may be reason to believe that David Shaw would accept an offensive coordinator position. Uh, this was from David Shaw's statement from when he resigned from Stanford this past year. And I got to give a shout out to our guy, Jeremy, who's watching us right now. Uh, he sent me this little, this little tidbit. David Shaw said, I'm healthy. I feel good, but 16 years is a long time. 16 yep. years of running a program, 16 years of being responsible for everything and everybody catches up to you. Maybe that doesn't sound like a guy that wants immediately to be a head coach right away. And we know that he wants to get back into the NFL. He's never been an offensive coordinator in the NFL. Like you said, a quarterback's coach right before taking the jump into the NFL. So maybe he wouldn't even view this as a demotion. He would view this as just kind of changing career paths in a little bit mm -hmm. and maybe no better way to do it than with a guy that he's very comfortable with and knows what it's going to be like working under with Jim Harbaugh. So I'm not even trying to say that it'd be ideal for the Broncos. Maybe it's ideal for both sides. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how this all shakes out. Because what there's there's five open head coach jobs right now. Yep. David Shaw is pretty easily one of the five best candidates for those jobs, I think. As of now, he's not talking with anyone else. That is definitely true. That is definitely true. But to me, I think, again, you look through the names that are out there. There's one coach who has what seems to be a very, very high floor and no reason to think there's a ceiling. There really isn't much of a con for bringing in David Shaw. Again, you can look at the recent record, and I'm sure we'll talk about that a little bit more, but there, there's a lot to like about him, whereas a lot of these guys just feel like crapshoots. So to me, I, I wonder how exactly he fits in. Um, because the other thing is, what, the, the man's making about almost $10 million a year as a head coach, you know, you look around, college coaches, Dabo Sweeney, Nick Saban, Kirby Smart, Lincoln Riley, Brian Kelly, Mel Tucker, Ryan Day. Those are the coaches who made more money than him in college football last year. So it would be a pretty significant pay cut to jump down to, you know, even if he's one of the highest paid coordinators making yeah. four, yeah. Million, maybe $5 million yeah, no a year. Doubt, no doubt. That is a step back from where he was. Now, he might be willing to accept that, um, but... He did resign, so it's not like Stanford's going to no. pay him this year if yep. he doesn't get a job, though. Totally, totally. 
And and it could also be that he wants to to take a season off. Like it, it might make sense for him. He doesn't have the clout of a Sean Payton, obviously, to say, oh, you know what? I want to be a head coach. I don't want to take these jobs. But, but what he if, could jump back in next year with no consequences. What if his version of taking a year off is more so taking a step back and mm-hmm. uh, maybe only have David Shaw as an offensive coordinator for one mm-hmm. year before he says, okay, I'm ready to take that next leap. I kind of had my time off. I wasn't responsible for everything. I was just responsible for the yep. offensive side and not even fully responsible for it because Jim Harbaugh was above me as the head coach. Mm-hmm. And then he takes that step to being a head coach from his statement. And things can obviously change since November yep. and, and when he views what he wants to do this coming year. But from his statement, and just how he has, I think, cooled off a little bit in the head coaching circles for mm-hmm. the NFL with what's happened at Stan for the past couple of years. I actually see this as a realistic possibility, yes. a, a very realistic possibility. And uh, this would be about as good as you could have drawn up yes. at, before this search even started, getting both of these guys. And Henry, I think... Jim Harbaugh and David Shaw, or we can just focus on David mm-hmm. Shaw, whether he's the head coach or whether he's the offensive coordinator, mm-hmm. would honestly be exactly what this team needs from an offensive perspective as well. You look at David Shaw, what's he done at college? He's ran a pro-style system mm-hmm. uh, where, where it's based on running the ball, and then you have a quarterback that's able to work off of that. I think that's exactly what he would do with the Broncos, and that's exactly what Russell Wilson needs. That's what this team needs, and that's what we saw at the end of the season, what Russell Wilson needs the most. And unfortunately, Henry, Pete Carroll was right about what works best for Russell Wilson. It's not letting Russ cook and having him be in shotgun and having him throw 40, 50 times a game and trying to have him win MVP by throwing a ton. No, it's having Russell Wilson uh, start with the running game and then base play action off of that. Let Russell escape out of the pocket. Uh, Tons of plays, designed running plays for Russ, designed movement plays for Russ, and then having him uncork the deep ball. I'm not saying he can't win MVP with it, but it's not from throwing 40 times for five yards a pass. It's having him throw 27 times where he's he's hitting, like we saw, 340, 50-yard passes every single game. So that, I think that's exactly what David Shaw would bring, and I think that would it'd be exactly what Russell Wilson needs. Totally. And I think that if you just look at um, uh, David Shaw and Jim Harbaugh and think they are going to be the ones who try to fix this offense, it's pretty easy to get behind that. Because yeah. that those are two very, very smart guys. Again, Stanford. Like, I know it sounds kind of dumb to say, like, oh, it's Stanford, so, so of course they're smart. But they really are that smart <laughs> as coaches. Like, you look through coaches. I mean, Bill Walsh went through there. Pop Warner went through there. And David Shaw, he, he won more games than any of them. But it's it wasn't just Andrew Luck at, uh, at Stanford either. They've also had, you know, Davis Mills. Yep. Go through there and turn into... He was a first-round pick, right? He slipped to the second? No, I th- maybe even third or fourth. Okay, okay. But David Mills, you could argue with a class of Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, yeah. Justin Fields, he had the best rookie year. Now, by he's obviously flamed out, but I think yep. by the numbers, he had... No, Mac Jones had a better year, and then it was Davis oh, Mills, right? I but I mean, Davis right. Mills is number two. Yeah, he, he was number two. You look through, I mean, Kevin Hogan was there. Right now, they've got Tanner McKee, who's who's going to be a, a draft pick as well. The way that they've worked with quarterbacks has been pretty impressive in the past. Obviously, Harbaugh has all the, the track record that he had with the 49ers. Right. But, but if you have those two trying to fix Russell Wilson, I think that that makes a lot of sense. And uh, I think the other side of having him as offensive coordinator is maybe the ideal situation is Jim Harbaugh 
coaches for two or three years, kicks everybody's ass, becomes hated, and people <laughs> want to move on. And David Shaw sitting right there to do the exact same thing that happened at Stanford. Man, that may be the ideal, ideal situation. Yeah. I I think, and I think two years would be too short for Jim Harbaugh to do that. I think something would have blown up if that's the case, yeah. and then it's not ideal. But uh, I've talked about it all week. If you have Jim Harbaugh for four years, and it's an incredible four years, but he ends up flaming out because he just mm-hmm. he grinds on people too hard, and he's gone just like he did in San Francisco. I'll take it right now. Yep. If you have David Shaw behind him to just come in and step in just like he did at Stanford yep. when Jim Harbaugh left, oh my gosh, that'd be perfect. But I don't think that would actually happen because I do think after next year, after two years, David Shaw would be plucked away to to be a head coach. But There's one of the things that, that you mentioned that's also kind of crazy and great about David Shaw, mm-hmm. 50 years old. So whether he's your offensive coordinator, whether he's your head coach, he can be the long-term solution. Mm-hmm. And we've we've seen him have a job for 12 years at one place. He's not like Jim Harbaugh, where he's going to grind on yeah. people and and he he's a he's a hard ass and is really gonna met no, he he's going to fit in very well with them. Yep. And the other way, kind of a weird way of putting perspective, I guess, you know, of all these candidates. If Sean Payton's the Broncos head coach, he's going to make the most money out of any of them. I think that that's probably fair. I think Jim Over Har- Jim? Yeah, I think Harbaugh's number two. Just I mean, Sean Payton makes so much money right now. Like, it's just accepted that he would make that $22 million probably. With Harbaugh, it's going to be a big number. I think Harbaugh's getting 20 plus. I, th- I think he's in that range for sure. But I, he's only making seven right now. That's true. And yep. so I don't... That jump, if you give him $15 million, there's a good chance he's like, yeah, at the end of the sure. day, that's good enough for me. Yeah. So I do think those two are pretty close, but I, I think Peyton gets the most. I think third is David Shaw, though. Mm. I think that if you're talking who gets paid more, David Shaw, Dan Quinn, Frank Oof. Reich, David Shaw, I think pretty easily, to me, winds up being the highest paid of that group, which doesn't mean everything. But do you think about how money works in every other part of the world and that... It, it doesn't mean nothing, right? Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it shows your worth somehow. Yeah. And uh, when you when you think about money, that's one thing that the Broncos could put together yeah. a dream coaching staff. They now, could. obviously, they're probably not going to have Dan Quinn as their defensive coordinator because if Dan Quinn's staying a defensive coordinator, it's, it's going to be mm-hmm. with the Cowboys, one, because he's under contract, two, because the Cowboys are probably going to pay yep. him whatever he wants. But you could pay David Shaw five million dollars to be your yeah. offensive coordinator i don't care fans shouldn't care we shouldn't care what these guys make because this doesn't count against the yep. cap this isn't money that's impacting the broncos in any negative way where where fans have to worry about that no cap space there's no cap space for hiring a coaching staff pay jim harbaugh 20 million pay uh david shaw five million dollars henry the more we talk about it the more realistic i think this is of yep. pairing these two together and even if it's not his offensive coordinator. I think he would still be a really good head coach as well. I yep. just think, man, I get to this point and thinking, and some mm-hmm. people have said, ah, that's just a dream scenario. But if this could, I, I don't think this is just a dream scenario. I think it's something that could happen. Yep. And now think about if this is a way to recruit Jim Harbaugh. You got money. You, mm-hmm. you can give him more money than Michigan can. You can give him more money than any NFL team can. We know that power is up for grabs now. So the yep. Bron- D- Greg Penner's made it very clear that for the right head coach, we'll give him pretty much as much power as he needs. I think that's pretty clear. And now, if they're doing this for Jim Harbaugh, they're saying, 
We'll give you your offensive coordinator as well. The guy who you worked with for, yeah. for five years. They like him too. Well, yeah, sure. We'll hire all of our friends to do that job. <laughs> right, right. Makes right. sense to everybody. Now, you mentioned we'll hire our friends, people we know to do this job. Mm-hmm. Another reason pe- some people on the internet don't like this is they're saying, wait, just because they went to the same school that these people went to doesn't mean that they're a good candidate. That doesn't mean that this is the right way to approach a coaching search in uh, two of the four people the Broncos have interviewed this week, there's been clear connections mm-hmm. to Stanford. Does that concern you at all? It doesn't. Like I, I get what they're saying, and I think I see how they could see it as, oh, look, they're Stanford football fans. Of course, they like the Stanford coaches, <laughs> oh, right. so they're going to hire the Stanford coaches. Right. But I think it's a lot deeper than that Okay. because they know them. And I think that if, if Jim Harbaugh is somebody they say – you know, we think that he can turn the Broncos around. Well, they know more about Jim Harbaugh than just about any, probably more than any other ownership group in the NFL. They know more. And and if they sign off, that Maybe should be Maybe outside of San thing. Francisco. Maybe. Yep. That'd be, that'd be the one. But And San Francisco doesn't want to touch him. It's true. So you don't have to worry about them. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So you have that aspect, but you also have the fact that, you know, Jim Harbaugh, we've said it in our way, kind of the maniacal genius crazy person who you don't really know what to expect and you know there's the quotes where every interaction that he has he has to feel like he's the winner in it you know Jim? yeah yeah so like you're just talking to somebody casually going so there's a winner to that there's a winner to that so people wind up not really liking him after a while yeah grinds having a relationship with condoleezza rice with some of those people mm. could make that work a little bit better mm. that could actually just make him a better coach for this team because of those connections so i think that there's a lot to really like about it, including the fact that that just means that they might have a better shot at him or yeah. and a better shot. At David Shaw as a coordinator. Yeah. Too. It's a, it, those are really good points, Henry. And one other thing we need mm-hmm. to touch on regarding David Shaw is a good question brought up by Ryan Thompson in the comment section. He says, you guys actually think that this ownership group is going to hire another first year head coach. And it's something that we do need mm-hmm. to talk about. This would be David Shaw's first head coaching gig in the NFL. Yeah. Why does that not concern you, Hank? And do you think that it will give the ownership pause? Well, the 12 years as a head coach at Stanford really (laughs) uh, ease any concerns there. I mean, there are definitely differences, but a lot of the differences are things you'd worry about more going NFL to college. You know, it's, it's, can he recruit? You know, does he, does he have the, the energy level to, to send, you know, the 40 kids that they're trying to get on campus three texts a day, you know, and, and, there's that side of things that make things different, but a lot of it really is the same. And you worry a little bit about a college coach coming in and being a little bit too much of a Jim Harbaugh, honestly, being a little bit too hard on the players and that not really translating as well with adult men compared to 18 and 19 year olds who you can kind of whip into shape. You can, as, as our friend Matt McChesney likes to say, reform them. You know, that's that's how those... you're going to use much more no, harsh that, words. Yeah. That's after how... quoting McChesney. <laughs> that's how it works in college football, though, is that that's kind of part of the job. That isn't what David Shaw's known for, though. And so I think there are a lot of people, including Sean Payton. You know, Sean Payton on multiple occasions has said, you know, why has nobody hired David Shaw? Like all these NFL teams say, we don't know who the good coaches are. We can't find good coaches. What? Throw throw your money at David Shaw. He's a good coach. He said that multiple times in the past. Uh oh, I wonder if Sean's regretting that right now. I know, maybe. He's like, maybe. shit. They interviewed him before me. Yeah, but that's <laughs> the thing, though. Is like, he is. He's been a great 
college coach. I think he's a better NFL coach than college coach, though. Mm. Yes. And also with that transition from college to the NFL, you pointed out some good things. Uh, Chip Kelly obviously went from college to the NFL, but he did it in a, you knew he was different the way he did things in college. And he tried to implement those exact same things in the NFL. And it just, it worked for a little bit, but then it really was like, dude, we're not college people. That, 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 that's what the NFL players were saying. Like, you can't do this. Yep. You have to adapt to us. David Shaw's not this guy in college who's doing these crazy, funky things where yep. college kids can buy him, but NFL kids can't. No, he's really running, um, a, I mean, a pro system offense, but yes. that's also kind of the what he's got going in college is more of a pro style um, of the way they do things there too. Mm-hmm. So, yes, it would be his first job in the NFL, but it wouldn't concern me like a Chip Kelly would or, no. or something like that. So I do think this ownership mm-hmm. group, especially because they know him and have deep ties to him uh, and know how he's run that program, would not be concerned there. Henry, let's let's do something we haven't done this week. Okay. Let's put these guys in tiers. Tier one, two, three, four, mm-hmm. five. Hopefully there's not a tier five in this group. But let's do that with the eight candidates that we know. But first, I got to tell you about our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook, where right now you can bet on who the Denver Broncos' next head coach will be. Yesterday, Dan Quinn was the favorite. That's before news broke uh, about the interview with David Shaw. We'll see what he's at right now over at DraftKings Sportsbook. But this weekend, if you want to place that money and free bets to bet on who the Broncos' next head coach is, you can place a $5 bet on any NFL wildcard game. And if that team wins, you get $200 in free bets. And boy, This is almost like true free money because, Henry, the 49ers this weekend, plus minus 490. Mm -hmm. The Buffalo Bills, minus 800. So if you want $200 in free bets, place a $5 bet on the Buffalo Bills to beat the Miami Dolphins. You get $200 in free bets if the Bills uh, win. And that's, that's one of the biggest favored games in NFL history when it comes to a playoff game. So that's as close to a guarantee as you are going to get. So check out our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. And every day this week in the playoffs, they are giving you a $10 free bet. Meaning, if you... Place a $10 bet, and that bet loses in an NFL game. They're going to give you $10 back in free bet, which then you can use. And right now, Henry, I've got the odds pulled up over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Dan Quinn is now even more of the favorite. Mm -hmm. He's plus 125. The Broncos have not met with Dan Quinn yet, and DraftKings is getting big-time vibes that he's going to be the next head coach. You have Jim Harbaugh plus 330, Sean Payton plus 700, Jim Caldwell plus 1,400, And your guy, Henry, David Shaw at plus 1,500. Man, those are some wild odds from Dan Quinn. If you think that it's going to be Dan Quinn, or even more so, if you think that it's going to be David Shaw or one of those other guys, you can make some money at DraftKings Sportsbook. So head to the App Store now, download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now, and use promo code DNVR when you sign up. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700 and make sure to see our show notes for details. I made the bet. Oh, I made the bet, and I, I still for who Shaw? Yeah, uh-huh. I still think Jim Harbaugh is is the answer, and honestly, he has pretty good odds too. Yeah. Like, like you might plus as well bet on him. I don't think David Shaw deserves plus fifteen hundred. I think you're right. I think you're right. Yep, yep. I just put together a little. Uh, so it's plus fifteen hundred. Combined it with uh, the Nuggets to take the one seed in the West. 
Ooh. Yep. Combined so, it with the Avs to make the playoffs. Uh, oh. What? Wait. What are the Avs playoff chances now? Um, they're minus. 400 450 oh okay okay i was i was thinking maybe it's closer like minus 200 no. since technically they're not in the playoffs right now but yeah i mean vegas isn't gonna get uh yeah. it isn't gonna lose sight of who the those two are. things make it plus 3000 though wow yeah that's great Pretty good, right yeah. I'm, I'm proud of that one i'm proud of yeah. that one. uh also proud of some of the awesome bobbleheads that we have here do we have Ooh. any of the foco ones down here i maybe not don't know we have them floating around the office though so i'll start yeah, I can't remember which ones exactly, but but we have a bunch of Foco bobbleheads. We have a bunch of Foco gear. We've got the the sun hat. We've got the blanket with sleeves. Uh, there's so many really cool things that you can pick up from Foco. They've got all sorts of stuff that's just Broncos or, or Nuggets or whatever branded. Um, you know, the glasses and shot glasses and Christmas ornaments, everything. And if you go over there and use the code DNVR, you can get 10% off all non-presale items. Uh, you can do that by clicking the link in the YouTube description or in the podcast description or just go to foco.com, use the code DNVR. There we go. Okay, let's do a little reset here at the mm -hmm. top of the third. And let's just break down where this coaching process is right now for the Broncos. And we have a nice graphic if you're watching on YouTube just to see it visually where we're at. So the Broncos, uh, three days into the coaching search, already completed four interviews. Of course, mm -hmm. they started the week with a two-hour virtual Zoom interview with Jim Harbaugh. The next day, they did an in-person interview with Coach E. Then yesterday, they were on the road and they had back-to-back -back interviews one with Jim Caldwell in the morning the other with David Shaw in the afternoon we have broken down all four of those candidates uh exhaustively this week yes next week and from what I understand they're done for the rest of this week and unless something pops up they throw another candidate in they've got four more interviews next week and we know when two of them are going to be. The Broncos aren't wasting time. They're going to get the first in-person interview with Sean Payton of any team. There's three other teams interested in Sean Payton. We're going to break down Sean Payton and everything that's going on with him tomorrow. So stay tuned for that. Uh, but the Broncos are going to get the first conversation with him. The first day he can interview is Tuesday, January 17th. So, Henry, when are the Broncos having their interview with him? Tuesday, the 17th. In the morning. They're yep. getting right off the bat with Sean Payton. Then in the afternoon, they're going to interview uh, Rams defensive coordinator Raheem Morris, who could end up being the number one candidate for the Rams job, yep. too, if it's not Sean Payton, if Sean McVay ends up stepping away. And then in the rest of the week, they have, they're going to have interviews with Dan Quinn and 49ers defensive coordinator D'Amico Ryans. Again, they could throw another one or two interviews there, but mm -hmm. eight interviews. Last year, the Broncos had 10 interviews, and that was a ton. Eight's definitely up there there is no limit on how many guys you can meet with but eight is a lot i think this is probably the group unless one or two more gets thrown in but this is what we're looking at there's a chance henry that in one week from today the broncos could have their new coach they could do second wow. interviews later in the week next week and then end up just hiring that person right away they could push second interviews off till the following week but i think in two weeks from now we are going to know the Broncos' next head coach, and we're going to break down all of the other four candidates a ton next week. And like I said, we're going to start with Sean Payton tomorrow. But Henry, let's let's put these these uh, candidates into tiers. We don't have to rank them one mm. through eight right now. We'll probably do that early next week. 
But let's break it down into tiers because we've talked, we've used that word a lot, tiers, tiers. Yep. But we've never actually officially put these guys in tiers. Let's start with tier one. Is it as easy as we've been saying all week? I think so. To me, tier one is Sean Payton and Jim Harbaugh. And to me as well. I, I, I like uh, David Shaw. I, I think he'd do well. But I do think that you probably have to take those two in front of him. I also think the bust potential with Jim Harbaugh is much higher than it is with David Shaw. Wow. Like I, because, I mean, the personality is a unique one. Mm-hmm. And when you throw that into a locker room, you know, it's, it's two for two so far. But it does feel like there's some, some variability there. The, the ceiling, the track record, all that stuff, though, he deserves to be in tier one. You think the ceiling's higher with Jim Harbaugh than David Shaw right now? I don't think the ceiling is higher. I think that either one of them could be really, really good head coach. Like I said, I think if either one of them has the potential to win multiple Super Bowls in the NFL, I think. I I mean, David Shaw's only 50. Like, there's plenty of time. He's going to get his chance eventually. But I do think the odds of Jim Harbaugh reaching that level are probably better. Okay. Okay. And so that's what separates him yep. into being into tier one yep. uh, and Sean Payton as well. Yeah. I mean, he, he's a Super Bowl champion. And the, the, the reason, the case that you could make for um, David Shaw being in the same tier as him, or, you know, if you want to make the case for Dan Quinn, one of those guys, you're going to have to give up a first round pick or more. So if you're factoring in that aspect, then who knows? Maybe you could make the case. I still think even with all that Payton and Harbaugh at the top, and that's the top tier. Okay, I'm right there with you. But let's say you are factoring in giving up something for mm-hmm. Sean Payton. Are you bringing Dan Quinn and these tier two guys up to tier one? Or are you knocking Sean Payton down to tier two? And then there's only one person in tier one, and that'd be Harbaugh. I mean, factoring it in, I still think it's those two at the top. Okay, okay. And, but, and, and I agree. I mean, I, I think that the gap between tier one and tier two is not as big as it did yesterday. I guess that's... I, I mentioned this earlier, but I, I think thing, the gap is kind of closing. It's, it seems like more of a race. And this is why, because we'll get there, I guess, but David Shaw kind of fits in. Okay, let's go. Tier two, because I agree yep. with you. You made, you made all the points, and we've kind of just been talking about tier one as an obvious one all week, and it's because it is. Yep. There, there is a clear tier one, and that's not just from what we think. That's from what we're hearing and what, what I truly believe the Broncos think as well. Tier two... There's six other candidates. How many of them are in tier two? I'll put two of them there. Mm. I think there's two. I think I've... Oh, man, I'm between two and three. To me, my tier two is David Shaw Mm -hmm. and Dan Quinn. Mm -hmm. Jim Caldwell is kind of right on that cusp. However, you know what? I'm going to knock him down to tier three. But the gap between Tier 2 and Tier 3 with him is not high at all. The reason I'm going to knock him out is just he doesn't have those true connections outside of Peyton Manning, but Peyton Manning isn't sitting in on these. Peyton Manning doesn't have the connection with John Elway uh, that he has with these guys now. So I'm going to put him in Tier 3. But Jim Caldwell, he still has a shot to get this job. So Tier 3 isn't like you're out of the race. But Dan Quinn, uh, I think I think not only the connection with George Payton, but I think when they meet with Dan Quinn next week, the owners are going to be blown away with Dan Quinn. They're going to love that he that he's respected. They're going to love uh, just how good of a leader he is, and they're just going to love being around him. So I do think that he's going to have a really good interview. And we've talked about Dave, David Shaw nauseum today. Yep. Th- there's a reason that they interviewed him yesterday, and it's because he has a legitimate shot. Yep, and I totally agree. Is I, it those two as well? I Yep, it was. And Jim Caldwell <laughs> was the one I was deciding on also. I think that, 
again, there, there's just... I think what, what separates tier two is the floor. I think that when you look at the top tier, it's more so the ceiling. It's the it's the floor for tier two where you say, is David Shaw going to be a, 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 a good coach in the NFL? Top 10, top five coach in the NFL? I don't know. But I don't think he's going to be bottom 10. Mm. You know, I, I think that you can expect to get a pretty average coach at worst. At worst. And I think that Dan Quinn's track record suggests something fairly similar. And so that's to me, why those two are in my tier two. There we go. I, I love it. Okay, now how many more tiers do you have? We've talked about half of the candidates. Yep. Does that mean there's going to be a tier three and tier four for you? Or tier five? Yeah, you know, I'll separate them. Okay, so how are you going to separate them? Um, I think tier so, four. So let, let's reset really quick. Where we're at, the guys that we have left, D'Amico Ryan, yep. the San Francisco 49ers defensive coordinator, another defensive coordinator with Rams, Raheem mm-hmm. Morris. Then we also have uh, a, a Coach E with the Broncos. And yep. then we also have, who am I missing right now? Um, uh, Caldwell. Caldwell, yes, yes, yep. yes, of course. Yeah, and this, is, this isn't going to look good on a chart. Like, I don't think visually it looks nice, but I, I think tier three is just Jim Caldwell. Fair. I think that tier four, what separates them is that they don't have experience, and they could be good coaches, but Raheem they don't really does. have the floor. I, that is, is it true. Be, is it be, that is but true. I mean, to be fair, his experience was over a decade ago. Yeah. Does that kind of hurt him? I don't think so. I th- I think that that still helps him. I think more so what helps is what's happened since. You know, I think the fact that he goes through that, we talked about a little bit, but Mike Shanahan kind of takes him under his wing and tries to show him what he can learn from from what happened with Tampa Bay, which again, you know, you have one good season out of three. Josh Freeman's your quarterback for all three. I I don't necessarily look at that and say, yep, that guy was terrible and he's never right, gonna, you know, right, right, like right. it's a pretty average result. Yeah. Um he goes under Mike Shanahan's wing, goes and flips to to the offensive side of the ball under Kyle Shanahan. I, I think that you look at all that and say he could be a good candidate. And I think if you wanted to just go two, 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 he would be in that tier three, but I still think he's tier four. Okay, fair. And I will put him in that tier three just because okay. he does have that experience. But within that tier three, I think Caldwell's above him. Yeah. Then he's below him. And then, of course, in tier four, it's not that these guys are bad candidates or bad coaches. Mm-hmm. In fact, if this were my ranking of them, D'Amico Ryans uh, and Giro Ivaro would be uh, yep. probably higher up on here. And man, when I think of D'Amico Ryan's, and we're going to break him down next week, I just get Mike Vrabel vibes. And Mike Vrabel, I think, is a coach of the year candidate every single year, really, that he's been a coach. And so I just think that's a guy that you have to give a good, hard look at. But neither of these guys have previous head coaching experience. To me, it's not something that I absolutely have to have. I think for this Broncos organization, though, it's something that you you really need to have. And mm-hmm. these guys haven't had it at any level, college or the NFL, whereas David Shaw has had it at the NFL level. So yeah. uh, and, and so the cutoff for me, man, I guess Jim Caldwell could get this job. So you they, they yeah. could go down to, to tier three in order to hire a head coach here. I think it's definitely possible. I think it's definitely possible. And I, I would, I'm just curious what they think. You know, I think it's easy for us to say, like, Jim Harbaugh, Sean Payton, track record. Like, what we get to see is what's on Wikipedia, and, <laughs> and they get to actually go talk to all these guys for a couple hours. And you know? that, and that's why it's. I, I think it'd be naive to say it's tier one and done for them. Definitely. That, and and that's why they are opening up to these people. And also, 
they're much more about the person and leader. They don't that yeah. Henry, you know how many offensive guys with no experience they're interviewing right now? None. Zero. None. Zero. Yeah. They, and and that's typically, you know, the football guys. That's who they really want to bring in is, yep. is the young offensive geniuses that can come in and be Sean McVay, be Kevin O'Connell, be be Matt LaFleur, be these type of guys. And uh, the Broncos, M- Mike McDaniels, the Broncos are saying, no, we care about who you are as a leader first and then X's and O's later. In this interview process, according to Mike Kliss this morning, uh, it's George Payton, Greg Penner, and Condoleezza Rice. Yeah. One of those people is like has has been in the NFL working for many decades. Mm-hmm. Condoleezza obviously yep. knows football, but she hasn't been in a building, in an NFL building, working NFL job for multiple decades. Mm-hmm. She clearly knows her stuff, though. Uh, and then Greg Penner, he's been in an NFL building for four months. Mm-hmm. And I mean, say, same with Condoleezza Rice, but I mean, th- these are people where you pretty much half half of the people in there are new to the in-depth football. These mm-hmm. interviews, I think, are much more about leadership and CEO and personality qualities than they are, okay, sell me on how you're going to scheme up the mm-hmm. Chiefs right now. Yeah, and I think that's the way it should be because I don't think they need a head coach who can go out there and run all of the, like, run the offense or, or run the defense or, or do those sorts of things. What you really want, and uh, honestly, what Jerry Rosberg did so well was he was in the meetings. He's seen a lot of football and he said, I think this works. I don't think this works. And he's there just to kind of help out. You don't need him to run things. And I I think that that's what all these cans point to. And if you're looking just for a leader, I think that this is a pretty good group of people to be picking out who should be a, a good leader. I mean, the Waltons run Walmart. They have hired some, some pretty important people in the business world uh, some people who make a lot of money, and they have gone through this process over and over again. Uh, Condoleezza Rice, does she know what a good leader looks like? Well, she was fourth in line to be president of the United States, so that would point in the direction of having an idea about leadership. So I do like that this is the group that's handling this. And I think we, uh, we mentioned before is a little bit scary. Yeah, it's definitely a little bit scary that they don't have football experience, but that'd be a lot scarier if they were searching for... You know, the $4 million a year head coach who who's coming from an offensive coordinator. <laughs> right. You're picking between Nathaniel Hackett or Kevin right. O'Connell. Right. Or those, like, if you're picking through those sorts of guys, it's an issue. But when you're saying, we want to give somebody $15 million a year, potentially more, to go lead this franchise the way it should be led, and we'll give you this much money to build the staff around you that you need to be successful... This is a good group to be picking that head guy who can build everything from there. I like it. I like it a lot. All right, let's hit our comment section and hit the one comment we have right now from Denver Rivals. It says, hey, guys, I just want to say I'm so excited for Saturday, January 21st for our Avalanche mm-hmm. Watch Party featuring Denver Rivals at the DNVR Bar. Looking forward to partying with y'all and showing all the things our program and the Alzheimer's Association will offer in 2023. My comment is giving y'all props for your hard work and roasting CBS Sports. If you look at one of their NFL draft articles, they list Melvin Gordon as a Broncos free agent going into the offseason. Talk about someone not doing their research. Either way, hope we get Harbaugh and his head coach. I was at the game this past Sunday and felt felt all of our mantra through the game as well. Where was this all season? Let's hope for Miles better Broncos football in 2023 and 2024. 
Go DNVR, support DNVR Rivals, and look forward to the event on Saturday, January 21st. Love hearing that we've got that event planned with you. Yep. And, of course, you're doing great things with uh, Denver Rivals. Really appreciate you. And another vote for Harbaugh. Got to say the comment section's been giving a lot of love to Jim Harbaugh. And got to give shout-out to our guy, C. Fillmore72. He says, yep. leave a thumbs up for the DNVR fam. We would really appreciate it. Henry? I've loved this pod. It's been a blast. And I think we might have uh, some comments on the YouTube as well. Let, 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 let's hit them super quick. Okay. Um, first one, Jared says, how much say will Russ have in the decision? I So typically in this situation, I would have said like, oh, yeah, they'll, they'll kind of keep him informed. They'll say like, what do you think? They won't really care what he says. But they'll they'll you know keep them up to date with what's going on, make them feel valued. Exactly. At this point, though, I don't even know if he's really getting all of that. I, I think if he called and asked, like, "Hey, what's up?" Somebody would tell him. Yeah. But I don't think they're going out of their way to ask him, and I don't think his opinion matters at all. Like I said, there's three people sitting in on these interviews. Like in the past, when they hired Nathaniel Hackett, when they hired George mm -hmm. Payton, when they hired uh, the, those two specifically, we're talking about you know, six to 10 people sitting in on these yep. interviews with some also coming in via Zoom like Joe Ellis did last year. We're talking about a, a big room of people where then, sure, maybe uh, you bring Russ in, Zoom him in for a bit of the interview, or you just call him right after. With this, though, we're talking about only yep. three people in here. I don't think he's getting much say. And when Russ was asked about it last week, he did not force himself to be in those he he was asked he, he said he'll just do whatever they want me to do so i really don't think that he's actually getting um that much of a say and uh, after a season like this i think he understands I, he has to right yeah like it's kind of obvious that the the franchise has more on its mind than who does russ think is gonna be a good head coach they've literally said that too in yes. public <laughs> yes. george payton and greg penner exactly so that's uh that's why I don't think that this is much of a conversation even really. Yeah. It's it's just pretty obvious to me. Now, maybe after doing these four, Greg, George calls him this weekend yeah. and, and just gives him a heads up where it's at. They're not going to be doing that with Garrett Bowles. They're not going to be doing it Very true. Uh, with Pat Sertan. No, they, they're going to be doing it with one player if they do it to one player at all. And it would be Russ. Um, all right. Another super chat from Zachary. Our guy says, just wanted to show some love. Keep it up. Thank you so much, Zachary. And I and I can't stress this enough. We really appreciate Definitely. everyone for tuning in, whether you're live, whether you're tuning in on iTunes, on the podcast side. It means a ton, especially now that we're in the offseason. And unfortunately, in the past five years, the offseason has been more important than the regular season. So actually, this is the important season now. And Cody also chimes in and says, late to the show, so going to go back and restart. Make you all... or." Um, make sure that you like the stream best coverage in Colorado. Thank you so much, Cody, as yep. you're tuning in every single day. And thank you everyone for tuning in. We appreciate every single one of you. It's the off season. That means Friday pods are back. Yes. So we're not done for the weekend. We will be back tomorrow noon live on YouTube. And of course, drop in on podcast form right after. Thank you all so much. We're going to break down Sean Payton tomorrow got quite a conversation and we're going to give our playoff picks so stay tuned for that see you tomorrow roll out the truck and took a country drive now understand that you need some time
We're flying cotton 